This is a super special episode of Squat Therapy coming up at you. I have my friend, one amazing lady. Her name is Kate Foster, and I hesitated to say lady because when I met her years ago, I would have called her just a kid or a little girl, but as you hear in this interview, she's getting ready to graduate high school. She's heading off to college. She made me feel old, and I met Kate back in the day, CrossFit for Hope. It was an amazing fundraiser we used to do for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. You're going to hear all about that, all about Kate's phenomenal story, where she's going, where she's been, how she still owes me a boatload of pull-ups, but it's one of the amazing parts of CrossFit. I never would have met Kate had I not found CrossFit, and now her and her family have become friends. I'm very proud of her. I'm very proud to have her on this podcast, and I'm very proud to be her friend. So coming up next, my interview with Kate Foster. We laugh, we cry, we do some pull-ups. You're going to love it. It's time for some squat therapy. You're a host, Jason Ackerman, PIMP. Baby Jesus, break it down with the interesting mind. CrossFit's OG, he's one of a kind. Coaching, training, and mobility. Each episode, a quest of virtuosity. Relevant CrossFit topics and stellar guests. He'll leave you wondering what he's going to say next on Squat Therapy. We are live on the podcast with a special guest. Her name is Kate Foster. Welcome, Kate. Thank you. Hi. So... You know, if people are newer to the CrossFit world, they might not know who you are. A few years ago, you were everywhere. That's how you and I got to know each other. And speaking of which, you still lost a bet. Okay. So, you know, I just calculated this. How many do I owe you? Well, at the time, I believe it was like a thousand pull-ups, but with interest, that compounded... I thought it was like 10,000. Yeah, I'm saying it's over right? a million. It's over a million now. Is your, is your <laughs> mom there? She's not. <laughs> she remembers better than I do. Because well, I, was, I was looking at it. And, okay, so at gymnastics, which I, um, this is four years ago, right? At gymnastics, I do 10 pull-ups a day. And I go in five times a week. So counting the, um, amount of pull-ups that I've done in the last four years, not including the time I was gone at St. Jude, by the end of the summer, I'll have done 9,580 pull-ups. And by the end of next school year, I should have done 10,810. All right, I'm a little impressed, a little bit. <laughs> so, so, I'm keeping track now. <laughs> how, how old are you these days? I'm 17. Oh my goodness, I, it's like... Kate, you won't understand this for another 20 years, but that just made me feel really old really quick. Because when you and I met, you must have been about 13 or 14. I think the first time we met was in uh, Memphis. Yeah. We were, we were so, visiting. Yeah, it would have been, gosh, 12 even. Or no, I think I was 13. Well, yeah, you were down there like for a yearly checkup or something. And, we, yeah. you know, we were all visiting and... and it was a time where we did CrossFit for Hope, but let's let's give everybody your story. Why don't you, you can certainly do it better than I do. Do you mind sharing your story? No, of course. Um, all right.
right, so this is a bit of, long, of a long story, so everybody sit tight. But it's great. Um, it's a great story. Yeah. They, won't, they won't regret listening, that's for sure. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so first of all, uh, I'm a competitive gymnast. I've been doing gymnastics since I was eight years old, um, and I've been doing CrossFit since about the same time. Uh, so I just go in to the gym with my parents. Um, and uh, around Thanksgiving of 2011, I think, or 2010, actually, uh, I got really sick. And, you know, it was, it was a normal kind of sick, kind of fevers, and I just wasn't feeling good. I didn't have any energy, um, but it didn't go away. And I started bruising a lot in the gym, which, you know, we thought was normal. I mean, I was going to five-hour practices, so getting bumped around a bit uh, didn't seem too unusual to us. Um, then I started getting staph infections uh, all over, in my eye, in my toe, my knee. Um, and that's when we kind of were concerned. We were like, this is not a normal thing. She's not just sick. Uh, so finally in May of 2011... We did a blood test, uh, and I discovered that I had acute myeloid leukemia. Um, I was taken from gymnastics and CrossFit and put in the hospital, um, and I was receiving chemotherapy. Uh, and on my seventh day of treatment, I got this aching pain in my left leg. Uh, I was rushed to the operating room, and I woke up three days later missing two of my four quadricep muscles from a gangrene infection, and quite frankly, lucky to be alive. Um, so I recovered from that for a little while. I still uh, could use my leg, um, and they told me it would be a lot of physical therapy, but eventually I'd be able to go back to gymnastics and CrossFit. Um, so I was hopeful. And I recovered, uh, got my, um, my counts uh, which is kind of hard to explain if you're not cancer world uh, literate. Educated. Right. <laughs> but um, my immune system built back up. Um, so then I went in for my second round of treatment. Uh, and that time I got what's called an aspergillus infection. It's a fungal infection. Um, and that traveled from my leg to my lungs and, again, landed me back in the operating room for more surgery. Um, so after that time, the doctors began covering my leg with cadaver skin hoping that it would prevent another infection, uh, and it did. It worked really well um, up until the day before my bone marrow transplant. Um, the doctors went in to change the cadaver skin and found another infection, this time in my knee joint. Um, because of the pre-transplant protocol, uh, my immune system was completely wiped out, and this growing infection would destroy the new one that I was about to get. Uh, so the doctors said that they needed to amputate. Um, of course, this is devastating to me who, you know, I had had my hopes up that I'd be able to go back to practice, um, back to gymnastics, back to CrossFit. Uh, and this was when I really realized, you know, wow, that's not going to happen. Um, and so they amputated my leg. And uh, I tell this to a lot of people now. Um, so there's something that my coach said to me that really changed um, what I thought. And she said, you know, I've never taught a one like a gymnast before, but I was willing to try if you are. Um, and that changed everything. So as soon as I was recovered from my bone marrow transplant, which took about six months, 
I was back in the gym, back at gymnastics, CrossFit, um, actually working with CrossFit for something called CrossFit for Hope, which raises money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And I actually uh, got to go down to St. Jude um, with CrossFit to present uh, the money that we had raised, and that's when I met Jason. Um, and, you know, life was great. Uh, until September, and um, I went in for a regular checkup, just, you know, no big deal. We went in every month just to get blood drawn, tests run, um, and we found out that I had relapsed. So my cancer had come back, and it was stronger than it had been before. So again, I was taken out of the gym, out of CrossFit, um, and put back in the hospital. So I had more rounds of chemo and another bone marrow transplant down at St. Jude this time. Um, and that actually went really well. I, uh, especially compared to my last one, um, I recovered and went back to gymnastics in June of 2013. And I have been doing great ever since. So it's been fantastic. Well, that's quite the journey. and. <laughs> It's what's really impressive is, is as long as I've known you, at least you've maintained a positive outlook on it. Is that how hard is that, you know, to to do? Especially, you know, anyone losing a leg to a disease can't be easy. But especially, you know, a CrossFitter and a gymnast, how how hard was it to stay positive during that time? Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like. Part of my personality has always been uh, very optimistic. So while it wasn't specifically hard to stay positive, it was hard to see everything else go on around me and just, um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it was, it's a weird thing because while it's natural to me to be positive, it's a hard situation to be positive in. I know that make that makes sense, and I don't think anyone that's listening, unless they've dealt with a similar situation, can understand that. Now, yeah. <laughs> years later, and your body—I mean, do you still get checkups? Do you still have to, you know, ever worry about that? Yep. So actually, I go in once a year now, um, and at my last checkup, uh, the doctor came in and he's like, "I mean, I don't really know why you're here. <laughs> if it would have come back, it would have done so by now. So you know." It's nice to say hi and chat, but I'm not worried. Well, that's really so. awesome. And if anyone, you know, and I'm assuming most people have not been to the hospital, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, it's one of the most amazing facilities I've had the privilege of being to. It's, you know, obviously you don't want to be there as a patient. That's not ideal, but they do such an amazing job if you do happen to be there. Was that a, again... Uh, omitting the fact that you were there dealing with cancer was the experience itself was the hospital just a a, a great place to revive your health <laughs> yes so you know we've always said that um, you know it's terrible to be at, at St. Jude just because of the circumstances but if you are in those circumstances St. Jude is the best place to be um, it really, they really try and make you feel not like a patient, and, you know, obviously you are, but um, they do their best to make it feel not that way, so that, that's really helpful. What was your favorite part of the hospital? 
My favorite part of the hospital was the cafeteria. Um, <laughs> I like my food, not going to lie. <laughs> um, and it's amazing there. So it's not typical hospital food that you get. Um, they have so many things to choose from, which is, is great when you're, you know, you're sick. And the chemotherapy actually changes um, how you taste things a little bit. So one day, you know, you could completely hate the food that you loved the day before. So having, like, such a wide variety was awesome. And um, just the fact that it wasn't, you know, hospital food. It made you feel like you were just, you know, going to a restaurant even. Yeah, there, the <laughs> variety of foods they offer was just tremendous. From the drinks they offer to sushi to pizza to, to salads, it was just really incredible. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, the cafeteria would be my favorite part about a hospital, but that's that's the thing about St. Jude. It's they've got all those little details in place, that, and that's what makes it so great. So, so now that you've been back at gymnastics, back at CrossFit, how has performing in both of those sports without a leg been? I mean, obviously we know it's different, but and you have... <laughs> A prosthetic, that blue one I see you with. Do you have other colors as well? Of course. So I just have the blue sparkly one. All right. Although um, we're trying to get me a waterproof leg, and I'm thinking of doing a design on that if I can get one of those. So it'll be pretty cool. <laughs> How has it been? What have, what have, I mean, you're years older, so I assume you're, you're much stronger than you were. Are you, are you actually performing better now than you were three or four years ago at CrossFit and gymnastics? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing fantastic right now. I had probably one of my best seasons ever of gymnastics this last year. Um, and, I mean, you know, it's easier to tell it at gymnastics as opposed to CrossFit just because, you know, I can see skills that I couldn't do before at all. Like, I didn't have the strength or the um, technique to do it, and now I do. And some of my favorite things that I can do are things that I had never done before I lost my leg. Um, just because I, I know that that's something that I've purely gotten since I lost my leg. It's not muscle memory from before. Are there, are there aspects of gymnastics that you can't do? Um, so there are a couple things. Um, most, most things we, ha we just had to figure out how to do a little differently. Like, I have one skill that I have to, you bend your knees, um, and I just do it with straight knees. So it's, like, little things like that um, that we just have to kind of tweak a little bit. Um, there's one thing that I always have a spot on, um, on bars, uh, and a spot is when the coach helps you, when they touch you, right? Um, and it's called a squat on, and that one's not, it's not that I can't do it, it's that... Um, what it is is you stand on the bar, and the way you get up is called a cast. So if I were to cast and get up on the bar and I missed my prosthetic, which I clearly can't feel where it is, right, um, it would hook on the bar, and that would be really bad. So that's the only thing that we have them standing there for. Um, everything else is, is by myself. What, what year are you now in high school? Uh, I'm going to be a senior this next year. Uh-oh. Super Kate excited. going to be a senior. What's, 
what's the goal now? Do you want to try to continue gymnastics at the collegiate level, or you know, you're gonna drop out of high school and just you know, live on the streets of Chicago or Rockford, Illinois? What is, what's what's the plan? Um. So I mean, I'm not at a high enough level to compete at gymnastics at the college level, um, but I'm looking at maybe. Uh, going to a, a college that has gymnastics and being involved some way, uh, maybe some assistant coaching uh, or just being the team manager, somehow being involved uh, without actually being a part of the team. Well, that'd be great. Any, any colleges in particular? Um, not yet. A lot of people are asking me this question. Um, it's a big question. I'm working on it. <laughs> once once you become you know a junior moving into senior year, everyone wants to know where you're going. It's all right? people ask you. <laughs> well, my only advice is leave the house. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you got two great parents, some great siblings, but I think it's a great opportunity. I would recommend it. You know, for anyone your age, just get out of the house, even if the college isn't that far. Live on campus, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Try not to put on the freshman 15. Okay. And uh, you're going to keep crossfitting while you're in college? Uh, I plan to. <laughs> what box are you at these days? CrossFit Rockford still? Yes, CrossFit Rockford. What have, give me some of your biggest accomplishments you know, post-surgery. What have, what have some big things that have, that have changed? You know, what have some improvements been? Okay, at gymnastics or CrossFit or both? Give me some CrossFit ones. You know, we have a lot of CrossFit okay. listeners. I want to, yep. you know, hear what you can do now. And, you know, and also I want to motivate people out there. There's so many people that's like, oh, I hurt my knee. I can't work out. Well, Kate right. lost a leg, and she's still working <laughs> out pretty hard. So show people that it's all possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, probably my biggest CrossFit achievement was getting my muscle up. Um, I can do them um, just like that now. I love them. Um, and while I can't do many of them, I can get a couple in there. Um, I, you know, I've always loved the, the body weight movements just because I'm a little person. Um, so most of my things are in there. Um, butterfly pull-ups, that was a big thing for me. Um, I really love those. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, being able to uh, just kind of add weight onto my uh, weightlifting has been really great. Now, be honest with me, Kate. You in the, you're in the middle of a workout. Say you're doing Fran and you have your prosthetic leg on. Are you taking uh -huh. that leg off when you do pull-ups? Because if you are, isn't that some sort of advantage? Uh, I'm not. Okay. Um, so unless it's falling off, which it does sometimes, which is really annoying, actually, um, it's, it's on for my entire workout. Um, I had... I had that happen uh, down in D.C. when we were doing the CrossFit for Hope workout once. Um, I was doing pull-ups, and it was really, really hot and sweaty outside, and it was just slipping off. And I was like, forget this. Like, I need to be, you know, getting my PR and going fast and doing, you know, do, finishing this workout. And I didn't want to have to mess with my legs, so I just kind of took it off and threw it over on the ground and kept going. Um, you say but that, but, but my suspicion... <laughs> You say that, Kate, but my suspicion is that leg's a good 10 pounds. You were getting, Actually, you were getting so, tired, and you wanted um, to go lighter. 
<laughs> so actually, I have two legs. Um, the same blue part up top, but I have one leg that has a knee um, that I use just for every day, you know, going to school, walking around, at home. Um, and then I have my running leg, which I use for both gymnastics and CrossFit, and it doesn't have a knee. So what's uh, important about that is that the knee is actually the heavy part of the leg. Ah. So my running leg is really light um, to begin with. So it really doesn't bother me in pull-ups. If anything, it helps me stay more balanced. <laughs> gotcha. So how, would you, in, in your everyday life, does, does the fact that you have to use this prosthetic leg, would you say it adds not adds time to your day, but does it does it take you longer to do tasks? Or are you just basically like anyone else and you, you throw your, your leg on and you're good to go? Yeah, pretty much. I throw it on in the morning and take it off at night. <laughs> and that's it? Yep. Well, well that's, that's really incredible. I mean, you know, we've stayed in contact over the years, so it's been a pleasure to watch you mature. I still can't believe you're... 17 you know when you're <laughs> when we met you're like this little kid full of energy i remember we were at a barbecue restaurant i got to know your your mom and your dad and it was a lot of fun and I'm proud of how far you've come and i know you're going to continue to go far what do you what would you say to people listening like i said earlier there's people listening that have gone through injuries you know you will go through other injuries i'm sure as will i and you know you have to really dig deep at those times and and yours was obviously a little more substantial but what can they do for their mindset to stay positive to keep going and, and not give up during those times um well i mean i i've got a couple things first of all uh what i've kind of realized is that if you want something enough you're gonna make it happen um it doesn't matter whether you know you've got a knee injury or you're missing a leg um, if you really, really want something enough, do it. Figure out a way. Um, and my other thing that I've kind of realized uh, throughout the years now is that, you know, I, I do all that I do because I love gymnastics and CrossFit. I mean, there's just no end to how much I love them. Uh, and I can't give them up. I won't give them up. I don't care whether I have one leg or two. Um, I'm going to do what I love, and I'm going to do that for myself, and everyone else should too. And that's great, and I think people, that's what they need to remember. You know, with CrossFit especially, there's there's no reason, whether you, you know, tweak your ankle, your elbow, or, or lose a leg, that you can't continue. And, and my argument would be, and I'm sure you'd agree with, with me, that the the worse the injury, the more you actually need to do CrossFit, the more you need this. Right. You, you know, you Get back have, in it got to work harder right I mean the fact that you're so strong now and the fact that you can do I mean you could do things that I'm positive I can't do and positive <laughs> the average person can't do and and you're doing it without a leg so no excuses is what you're saying Kate exactly is, is school over yet what do you got a couple more weeks no school is over thank goodness do you have a job yet uh I do have a job what? uh it's part-time I work at the conservatory uh, on our river here in Rockford. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Mom and Dad, good for them, making you earn your keep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and everyone everyone in the family is doing well? Everyone's happy? Yep, we're all doing fantastic. Brad's going off to Duke. 
He's going oh, to Duke. Wow. Yes, he is. <laughs> he, he's setting the bar high for you guys. He is. <laughs> well, I'm sure Duke has a gymnastics team, so if you ever wanted to go it there. It does not. It doesn't? No, it does not. I'm really bummed about it. Wow, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm sure there's other local, you know, University of Illinois and those types of schools that you can that you can head to. What? Any yeah. idea what you are looking to do with your career post-college? Um, so I'm looking into the medical field. Um, I'm not exactly sure the details on that, but I definitely want something science-y. I know that's not a word, but um, something in that area. Has your, you know, life influenced that? Is that why you want to help other children or other people in, in, in that aspect? Or is it, was it always something you had envision yourself doing? Um, it was definitely a result of my experience. Um, I realized two things while I was in the hospital. Um, first of all, I really liked um, all of the medical stuff. I liked being in charge of it. Um, I took out my own staples uh, that were, you know, on my, the wound on my leg. I changed my dressings on it every single day. You know, I know how to work the IV machine. Um, I knew everything, and I loved it. I loved figuring that out. Um, and the other thing that I realized is that, you know, I needed a way to pay those doctors who saved my life back. Um, and I can't think of a better way to do that than becoming a doctor myself and helping someone else. That is awesome. Any, any desire to coach CrossFit down the road as well? <laughs> you know, I've thought of being a coach, um, and... If, if the whole medical field thing didn't work out, that's probably the route I would take. Well, let me tell you a quick story, Kate. There was a guy, he was following pre-med, finished his first year, and then all of a sudden there was a subject called organic chemistry. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, that guy wound up opening three CrossFit gyms, and that was me, Kate. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you can make it through organic chemistry yes. like I could not. <laughs> You know, I did a little bit of organic chemistry this year, just the basics, but we'll see how it turns out. Well, you probably did a whole lot better than I did. My brain was not <laughs> wired for those neurons and protons and electrons and all that <laughs> stuff. So best of luck to you. Once you decide where you're going to school, we want to have you back on the podcast. Tell the family that I said hi and get going on those pull-ups. All right, Kate, it was great catching up with you, and we'll hope to have you back on soon. All righty. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. Bye, Kate. <laughs> Bye.